Hey, listeners. Today we're going to unpack Pope Francis's talk on leadership health. And no, it is not just for Vatican VIPs. We're talking about everyday leadership diseases, from things like arrogance to indifference. How does this apply to your family or personal leadership style, you might be wondering? Well, my friends, you'll soon see why, and you'll want to thank me, I promise. Or maybe the Pope, or maybe John C. Maxwell, who shared this in his book. Whoever you want to thank. (laughs) Tune in for some amazingly helpful insights and an incredibly helpful self-check, and let's learn how to improve our leadership style in all our spaces. parents, welcome to Fulfillment Therapy. Do you want to raise your kids better and have a stronger marriage? Are you up late at night researching marriage and parenting tools and self-care tips? Do you start each day hoping for deeper connections and less chaos, but it ends with family arguments and going 12 different directions again? My name's Kendra, wife, mom, therapist, and growth enthusiast. It wasn't until I discovered how to fulfill my unmet needs that I was finally able to show up as my best self, as a spouse and parent. I realized that by meeting my needs, I could more fully meet the needs of my family with more energy and less resentment. In this podcast, I teach parents skills like boundary setting, prioritizing personal needs, communication, and claiming ownership. Just like my clients, you'll be shocked by the improvement in your marriage, parenting, and personal life when you focus on fulfilling your important, unmet needs. Ready to prioritize yourself so you can quit mentally throat-punching people? Then grab those earbuds and head outside, and let's walk and talk. I'm so glad to have you back. This is a really fun topic that I haven't really talked about a lot that I'm finding I'm actually quite passionate about. Leadership. I know that's kind of this loaded topic, but it is very important, especially in the realm of fulfillment, because we're all leaders whether we see ourselves as leaders or not, especially leaders in the home. So I'm really excited to dive into this today. I don't want to take too much time away from that. I do want to quickly remind you about the flash sale for $600 off. And in the show notes, I have all the ways you can connect with me to make sure to get that $600 off our retreat to Costa Rica. Remember, that's an adventure and personal growth retreat. That's a six-night, six-day stay in Costa Rica, and it has all the amazing perks, again, that are in the show notes. All of these things are included, but if you don't want to do all of them, you don't have to. That morning part is really focused on personal growth and connection with professional help and resources and things to really get you reset and refocused on what matters most in your life and know exactly how to do that. And then the rest of the day is all about adventure and resetting and enjoying this one-of-a-kind experience. As many of you know, we went there for a month with my family, and we did all of the things to find out what would be worth your time. And so we gathered all the best of the best to make this 
the most incredible experience possible. So go to fulfillmenttherapy.org to reserve your spot, or there's also in the show notes now a new feature where you can chat and get questions answered before you sign up for things like one-on-one coaching or retreats. So if you have any specific questions, you can get those answered with that chat feature. All right, now on to the meat. Let's talk leadership. I am not Catholic, but I really enjoy truth in all its forms from any leader out there. I really love a lot of Buddhist teachings. I love, truly, I can't really think of an area I don't love the things that are taught, especially if it's full of light and truth. I'm going to share those things. So I really appreciate what Pope Francis taught about leadership health. Just a quick background on that. He talked to leaders of the Catholic Church and really bluntly shared how those leaders need to improve their leadership. He compared these teams to human bodies and that we are all prone to diseases and imperfections. And he taught that like our own bodies, leaders need to take care of their bodies so that they can be healthy and effective. I actually read this in John C. Maxwell's book, Developing the Leader Within You 2.0. I love this book. Okay, I love most of the things, but especially this one because it's about personal growth and leadership, and he just does an incredible job. So he shared 15 diseases of leadership that I've never heard in quite this way before, and it really was incredible. And I realized while listening to it that these concepts can just as easily apply to us as leaders in our homes or in our communities or churches or any other space that we occupy. So in the show notes, I put a link to the article where they summarize the Pope's address, and you can access both of those if you want to go back to it later. And I also just did the 15 main ones at the bottom from his article as well. All right, let's get to it. I'm sure you're dying to know what these leadership diseases are. Number one, numero uno, immortality syndrome. This is the danger of leaders thinking that they are immortal and indispensable. This is where we need to have this regular self-check and determine if we really are being humble. Now, I go back to this a lot. Like, no day is guaranteed. And if you find yourself starting to think that every day is a given and that things can't function without you, then you might be in need of a little bit of a reality check. And if you think you are humble... Maybe you should try asking some of your loved ones. It might be a little enlightening. Number two, excessive busyness. There are negative effects to being overly immersed in work. Really try to be present with your family. And it is hard. You guys, today, for example, it is my birthday, and here I am recording a podcast episode and working. Now, I did not want to do that, and really, I don't have to do that. But I do love to be productive. (laughs) And we've had unanticipated snow days, so I kind of felt like I needed to. But really, no. This is excessive busyness, and maybe I need to be humble, like I just said, and not be overly busy. So there's an importance to having rest and time off to maintain that healthy leadership balance. I've read a lot of books on business and personal growth that I really love, and they all have this common theme where the most successful leaders and the most successful companies have this reset or this time where they take off. And I have been thinking a lot about that. And each summer that I've been working since I started counseling, 
I think this is not fun when my kids are home and I'm distracted and I'm not as effective as a parent that I really think I'm going to try to take off all but Mondays in the summer and just plan ahead accordingly. So plan for that reset because that's where you're going to do your best work. You're going to get the headspace that you need to find more clarity so that when you go back to work, it is going to be so much more productive. And that can be in everything, even if you don't have a paying job. Number three, mental and emotional petrification. (laughs) You might wonder what that is, and so did I. This is where you become rigid and you start losing compassion. Now, if we're applying this to our homes, do you lose your compassion for your spouse or for your children when you hear the same complaints again and again, or maybe even you think they deserve the consequences and they're putting themselves in that situation? Well, you might be losing your compassion. Maintain that human sensitivity. Like maybe you can get on their eye level or really try to compassionately relate to your spouse. Another self-check for this is, do you notice that you're giving your friends or even acquaintances a little more energy and enthusiasm or love and attention? If so, you might need to look into that and reserve more for your family. Number four, excessive planning and functionalism. I can also be guilty of this one. So there's this balance between over planning and spontaneity. Again, that goes back to my birthday. <laughs> Am I over planning and overdoing when I could instead just let things go and celebrate the day and give myself the gift of stillness and relaxation? Or is there some balance in the middle where I don't have to do all one or all the other, but I can give myself a little bit of both? Maybe explore that for yourself. Where do you lie in that balance? Number five is poor coordination. This is not like in sports, but this is where we highlight the importance of teamwork and community. I like to think of this as an orchestra. If an orchestra does not work together, then it's just a bunch of noise instead of harmony. Like if any of you have any kids in band or orchestra in middle school, you might understand what I mean. (laughs) Now, when they start to get more dialed in and start to get better and better and better, you notice that harmony and notice you can actually identify the song. And that reminds me of families. Do you ever feel like you're all just noise instead of this beautiful harmony. Another quick story about this. Uh, My husband and I just went and saw Boys in the Boat, and one of the last lines in the movie said something like this. Grandpa, do you think I could ever be in an eight-man rowing crew someday? And the main character, who is then a grandpa in the movie, said, oh, we were never an eight-man crew. We were one. Oh, and I just love that. I got the chills in the movie. I might have butchered that quote. I don't know. But I love that line. And I immediately, in the theater, of course, because I'm a nerd, I applied that to marriages and to families, or even in your faith. Are we one? Or are we just a bunch of individuals making noise? Do we have that family orchestra? Whatever our team is, whether it's your family or you and your spouse or you at work, are you one? We all know the beauty of that family out there that you can think of as I'm saying this, that acts as one. And there's this harmony. And that is really hard to achieve. I would say that is one thing that I want to really improve this year, is more harmony, more connection, more interpersonal collaboration. 
because it really does shift the whole atmosphere in your home or wherever you're a leader. And really quickly, some of the negative outcomes of that lack of collaboration or harmony is arguments or disconnection, pettiness, disunity, misunderstanding, offense, lack of empathy and compassion. Like there's a lot of negatives that can result from these diseases. So keep that in mind when you're thinking of these things. Number six, leadership Alzheimer's disease. So there is this danger of forgetting the mentors and support systems. Now, I just read about this this morning in my scripture study about what happens when we forget about all the good God has done in our lives or even just all the good in our lives. When we forget, we backtrack and we make those same mistakes again. That's where we start lacking wisdom and we have this narrow perspective instead of this broad wisdom. So stay connected to your roots and positive influences. This can be anyone from your ancestors or your faith, your mentors, or even your heroes, whether you knew them or not. Number seven, rivalry and vainglory. I wasn't really sure what that meant when I read it at first, (laughs) but this is the pitfalls of prioritizing personal gain and titles. Now, many of us maybe have never had a big CEO job or anything like that, but there is still this danger of being prideful and not having that humility and considering others. Now think about who you admire most and who's really impacted your life. Those people are generally humble or relatable or charitable. And if you want to be like them, you need to be aware of that pride that can easily enter in. Like, are you focusing too much on personal gain or on those individuals that need you, even in that moment? to be there and show up for them. So this last year, my focus has been primarily on my business and my family, and I haven't reached out to other people as much. I'm aware of this disease, and I do want to be more mindful so that I don't forget about others either. Even in the process of building something good, I can be distracted by other things that are important as well. Number eight, existential schizophrenia. Also, like, wait, what is he talking about? This is the risk of leading a double life and the impact on authenticity. I worry a lot about this as a counselor and a coach, and I never want to be a hypocrite. But sometimes I wonder how my husband or even my kids would feel about one of my episodes after I've been unkind or impatient to them. This reminded me of a story. I hired someone to do my website, and then there's also this other platform where these really infuriating people that I was working with, and it was just taking hours and hours of my time. And I was getting so impatient. In both of these situations, it was just above and beyond discouraging and frustrating. And I finally got to the point where it's like getting impatient and even borderline unkind at times, which it takes a lot to get me there. But afterwards, I thought, I wonder if these people think about what my website is all about or my business because they were helping me with my business and it's called fulfillment therapy. And I wonder if they thought, wow, she's a hypocrite. She's not reaching her potential. She's not being her best self and she's being impatient. Like, I don't know. We are always leaders and what we do and our actions matter. Are you being a hypocrite? Are you leading a double life? It's important to check in about those things. And again, maybe even ask a loved one what they think if you have the courage to listen without retaliation. Number nine, gossiping, grumbling, and backbiting. This is a big one. The negative effects of gossip are big in leadership. 
I notice a lot of my clients do this, especially when there hasn't something hasn't been processed and they're being victims instead of owners. And even just last night, I noticed that I have been stuck in this for a little bit in a friend relationship by having this mentality of, oh, these things are happening to me instead of for me. So I was complaining about something, even gossiping, instead of going straight to that source. So if you're frustrated about something, that's very human. And is it time for you to go address that with them instead of backbiting or gossiping or complaining? Number 10, idolizing superiors. Now, this one is a little self-explanatory. I wasn't quite sure how to apply this to families unless you idolize your parents or something like that. But there can be maybe an element of avoiding triangulation and really just honoring the family over personal gain and having, again, that humility. Number 11, indifference to others. This is the risk of self-centered leadership. It's really important to beware of that indifference. Share your knowledge and support others sincerely without all this thought of personal gain only. And again, I think that's tied to that humility. Number 12, downcast face. I wasn't totally sure what this one was either, but this is where someone might appear severe or even joyless. I I think sometimes me at the gym or even others, like they just are in the zone and just that no nonsense. I'm not opening my heart and mind to anyone else. I'm just focused. Well, it's really hard to be an effective leader when we are shut off and shut down and we have that severe demeanor that says, get away. So what about you? Do you have that downcast face? Okay, three more, my friends. Number 13, hoarding. This is the dangers of accumulating material goods for security and focusing on possessions rather than meaningful pursuits. I kind of think of this as the keeping up with the Joneses mentality. Like, are you more focused on getting that truck or are you more focused on getting that hot tub? Because I'm not going to lie, I've wanted one recently. (laughs) Or are you more focused on what matters most, which is your values or that family connection or self-reliance, whatever it might be? Number 14, closed circles. The risk of exclusive clicks within leadership. You all know what I'm talking about here. This is about being exclusive instead of inclusive. Are you collaborative, even in your families? Or are you pairing off a little bit more with one that's a little easier, whether that's a child or two siblings together or whatever that might be, even in your friendships? Is there that inclusivity or exclusivity? So examine that. And last but not least, number 15, extravagance and self-exhibition. So what does that mean? That's the negative consequences of using power for personal gain. Prioritize the well-being of the whole over your individual well-being. And it's really easy to get in this trap even as a parent. Like, oh, everybody, leave me alone. I'm doing something. This is maybe more important. And there are moments for that. It's important that they see that you're taking time for yourself too. But there's also times when you could remember the family dynamic as a whole. What does the whole family need? What is best for the whole unit right now? How can I honor both of those things, the self and the whole? There were 15 of those, so I kind of went through those quickly. 
But if you're anything like me, you might realize after hearing those leadership diseases that many of these things might need a little more attention in your life. Maybe those leadership diseases have caused your family unit to start to suffer. And if you want to have more healing, then maybe check in with your family or or print out the show notes about these things and go to dinner with your spouse and do a little self-check together. Like what needs a little more focus in our lives and in our family? Or maybe sit down for family dinner and ask your family what they think. What should we focus on? What needs more attention? Or you could just simply listen to this and never think about it again and move on. But I prefer the first one. (laughs) My friends, I hope this focus on leadership diseases and leadership health helped you recognize that there is still room for improvement and leadership is a very important principle to teach and especially teach by example. These can infect any organization, including the home. So it's time for a checkup. Score yourself, ask your friends and family for that reality check, and recommit to healthy leadership again. Where do you stand? How can your leadership health improve at home and in other areas of your life? That's it for today, my friends. And in closing, don't forget to go to fulfillmenttherapy.org to sign up for the retreat and to sign up for other things like one-on-one coaching. There's a link for that in the show notes, and this does not replace therapy. But if you have had things like that before, it's almost like accelerated therapy, but more on the coaching side of things. I offer four calculated personal growth sessions, four strengthening marriage sessions, and four strengthening parenting sessions. So each of those includes tools and weekly accountability. You can also sign up for individual ones if you, if you prefer. The prices are set at the current mental health session rates, but they truly do offer even more value because of that additional research, resources, tools, and accountability that aren't generally offered in most therapy sessions. You also will get these calculated growth tools, so you'll walk away knowing exactly how much growth occurred and just how much a small session price can yield massive growth results. Put it to the test today, so go to fulfillmenttherapy.org and discover those benefits for yourself. Have an incredible week, my friends, and I will see you back here very, very soon for another riveting episode. (laughs) Can't wait. I'll see you then, my friends. Hey friends, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, chances are someone else would too. Would you take 30 seconds to share this with a friend who's looking for greater family fulfillment? And while you're sharing, tell me what you think about the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts. It refuels me when I hear this podcast is helping you, no matter what your house or your hair looks like. I'll meet you back here every Monday and Thursday morning for more episodes. Until then!